Welcome everyone to another month of Retro Encounter. This is episode 4-1 where we'll be talking about the last story. I'm Josh Curry. With me is a great crew of uh, Mike Solosi. Hey, how are you doing? Marcos Gaspar. Hey, what's up? And Davey Tesnovich. Take the ride in the Gret kayak. What? <laughs> the Gret kayak. I think I'm, I haven't played as far as I'm supposed to have played because I see that in the show notes, but I am extremely puzzled as to what the hell you're talking about, man. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I was just playing around uh, with Grek. I thought Grek was a funny word. I said I thought it'd be yeah. cool if they ride yaks. It'd be Grekayak. And then I realized that's the word kayak in it. And then right after that, you uh, steal a Grek ship. So... You're piloting the okay. Garak kayak. I think you should have said something like Garak, uh, Garakalaka, something like that. Yeah, you made some leaps of logic there that I really didn't follow. Just reading your, your I'm not, stream of consciousness show notes. I'm not even convinced, Davy, that you followed it. <laughs> I, I can tell you what every single one of these are about. I swear to God. No, I I can too. Except for there's just like at some point that just kind of dips off, and it's like uh. Hey, great boss. Yeah, okay. I can get behind that again. <laughs> I was so upset when I realized that we did not get the beer. And I was taking notes on the next chapter. And I was like, why didn't we get the beer? So. <laughs> okay, maybe we should have some more context for that as well. Yeah, let's let's rewind. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Retro Encounter. Uh, we're talking about the last story. Let's first talk about how many of us have actually played this game before. Because, um, personally, for me, this is my first experience with it. What do you think? Oh, sure. Yeah, um, I, I really like it. Um, I I like that it's original. Um, I, I can honestly say that, uh, in one of the shows, I think Davey said, Gears of War, the RPG. Um, and there's definitely that tone of with over-the-shoulder, you, you, there's more action-oriented. Um, but it's not action-oriented hack-and-slash. Where you could easily say like, "Oh, like Kingdom Hearts, like you're you're jabbing on some buttons." No, um, no, this is like East One, where you just run into an enemy to attack it. Yeah, which which really threw me off for the longest time, and then when they eventually added the skill of slash, it's like, "Oh, that's that's interesting. I actually have to interact with the game. That's that's fun." You um, guys aren't using uh, you guys have auto attack um? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, oh. I guess I do. I didn't even know that was a setting. This is also my first time playing the game. So if you want, you can go into your options and turn off auto attack, and uh, I think it makes your attacks not do as much damage because you can attack more frequently. But then you only attack when you hit the button. Hmm. So one of the, I, I vaguely remember I, you said that on like our pre-show like notes and whatnot um, at some point, and I honestly debated switching it. But the reason I did not is I wanted to try to stick to what the developers wanted the game to be like. Sure. Uh, at least for a little bit to see if it really, really bothered me. Um, it, it definitely makes, I, I, at least I feel like it makes the experience less interactive. I feel like I'm more watching something um, than being an active participant. So I'm not sure how long I'll stick with it. But at the same time, it's made grinding extremely easy. Because I just stand oh, yeah. in place, kills things, and I get experience and weird random loot. <laughs> it doesn't really bother me that much either, since most of the time I'm darting back and forth from cover and using slash, and uh, and just luring people away with the uh, the L button. What's that called? Chain? Or yeah, the L button thing, uh, whatever that's called. 
And it, um, I, I am my impression early impressions of the battle system are very positive. I really like how positioning is so important and how your frontline guys are setting up your mages and uh, you, there's shenanigans with magic circles that I don't totally understand yet. <laughs> but it's oh. uh, I I'm I'm digging it so far. I uh, I I sort of wish the game had a little more combat, but I'm I'm still pretty early on. I think I'm in chapter yeah. 8 or 9. Okay. Um it feels good to like use the cover mechanics and like do the sneak attacks and stuff but i also think it's worth noting that this game doesn't feel good like gears of war does no like no. it, it feels like <laughs> yeah. it has problems like uncharted does whoa it's got no. the mechanics there no. but it's heavy-handed and uh not as snappy and easy to use as gears of war and you gotta calm down with the uncharted talk because that is literally my favorite game of all time Technically, Uncharted too, but that series is. I I know I like the Uncharted series a lot, but I think that um, it has issues with uh, your partner AI, and uh, and it it's snapping back and forth from cover can be not as snappy as I wish it was, and it, maybe it's just because that A is a major action button and the cover button, and maybe I just suck because I've only been playing this game five hours or whatever or however long. But I, I haven't really mastered cover yet, and I still have a ways to go before I feel really comfortable in this combat system. But so far, I'm I'm really intrigued by it. I think it does a lot of cool things. So I'm I'm my initial impressions are very positive. Most yeah, it's it's super fun. I just thought that one flaw was noting. So oh, yeah. yeah, um, so so this is Josh and. This is the first time playing the game for Josh and myself, but Marcos and Davey, you both uh, played this before. Uh, do we want to talk about sort of the whole background with, with Mistwalker and everything, and how it's one of like maybe five RPGs on the Wii? Um, yeah. No, so Mistwalker, this is their third game, I think. Oh, Mistwalker's uh... done a boatload of games. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is game from several years ago and they had before this they'd only done uh what was it blue dragon and one other 360 thing lost odyssey lost which odyssey. is terrible right okay i what? didn't play i didn't i haven't played either of them okay so lost odyssey is amazing and we're just gonna put a lid on that all right but, they, uh, they also did uh ash um blue dragon plus away shuffle dragon blue dragon awaken shadow all before lost story I do think at least Awakened Shadow was actually Trice developed that game super sucked, which is a bummer. So I love Trice, but um, either way, this is like their third big uh, title. Yeah, like their and, marquee and, title for sure. And it was like the big name company that Hironobu Sakaguchi founded after leaving uh, Square around. The, I think it was around the time of the Square Enix merger. I forget. I forget the whole story behind that. But yeah, this is this is. A game with Sakaguchi, the creator of Final Fantasy's name on it, and it I, so far it seems pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah. So we'll ignore Final Fantasy for right now. Sure. Since he's left Final Fantasy, I don't think he's done a spectacular job. And I know, um, I, I know that's a very unpopular opinion because I'm gonna piss people off by again mentioning how much I hate Lost Odyssey. I think Blue Dragon was a fine average RPG. I, I personally think Lost Odyssey is a horrendously terrible game. Um, 
I talked that about this. Blows my mind. Yeah, I, I, sorry. Um, I talked about this very shortly at the end of uh, Final Fantasy Tactics podcast. I just both of those kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. So I, as excited as I was with everything Operation Rainfall, I actually viewed Last Story as most likely going to be the worst game out of those three because of their mm-hmm. previous record of like how poorly I think they kind of bun- like did with the Blue Dragon Lost Odyssey. I, I will say Blue Dragon had some problems man that game like had a bunch of solid mechanics and like all the numbers were wrong like the curve didn't exist see i think blue dragon does a hundred times better being even remotely enjoyable than lost odyssey oh my god we don't need to have that discussion on a podcast uh about (laughs) a game on a totally different system than either of those okay so let's say those were polarizing games sure and last story, uh, I don't think a lot of people played it, to be honest, like when it came out, because it was even late for the Operation like, Rainfall game. It, it got entirely overshadowed by Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I bought Xenoblade Chronicles because I was really intrigued by that game and hurt and knew about all the Operation Rainfall scuttlebutt, and then bought the last story on the strength of how much I liked Xenoblade Chronicles, even though by then I hadn't gotten very far. So I've I bought this thing at launch for forty bucks, but it's been sitting on my shelf untouched for two years, and so I was really I was pleasantly surprised when uh, it ended up being the August game for the podcast. So it was like, oh, I'll finally get to play this thing. So, cool. um, can we talk about like the first fifteen minutes of the game, really quick? Because yes, I I was I was really impressed that they just drop you into a mission and teach you so many mechanics at once pretty smoothly. Yes. I, I dug all of it. It was a strong first 20 minutes. Absolutely, but no for exposition. one Yeah, very little exposition. Just just like some just a little bit of scraps from dialogue and that's it. Yeah. No, it it it, it gets going really quick. You can say that it's very easy, but it, it does oh, a very good job of at least having something going on right away instead of that normal like hey i'm in a village i'm wandering around i got a pail of water oh no my house burned down like and, and, it, and, this and, is actually entertaining yeah and it's entertaining but um the chapters are sort of paced amusingly to me because there was one chapter that's just you leave the tavern and that's the end of the chapter <laughs> yes. and one chapter where you fight a ghost tiger and then that's the end of the chapter <laughs> Yep. It's uh, it's um, it, it's sort of I'm like I know that the game has 35 or 40 chapters, but that's a meaningless number since a chapter can range between 45 minutes and five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, I, um, I, I'm really glad that they basically drop you right in the middle of some action, then some crazy stuff happens to get the plot hooks in, and then you have a nice big castle town to explore, and yeah. it's 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 a it was a satisfying first couple minutes that had me intrigued from the very beginning the castle town's kind of disappointing i think uh just to go back to the beginning real quick i think one of the strengths of the beginning is just one of the strengths of the game in general is its focus on scripted encounters like only so like every single thing you do you never feel like oh i'm going through the motions i'm doing this random encounter or whatever you're like doing something unique and specific to that moment. Everything's right. important. Yeah, yep. like, like every single fight is crafted and has a uh, and has multiple has like a, an approach that they're the game designers are probably trying to guide us to doing. It's, yeah, it, it is cool. Yeah, and and with that, so I, I'm sorry, Mike. This up very quickly. One of the reasons I don't <laughs> like Lost Odyssey. Oh boy. 
is because of everything levels up with you. Um, and they, this very easily could be that because they, they have those scripted encounters that it, it's moving you along, at least in the beginning, at pace with what you're, you're doing yourself. But they, they also very smartly have the little summoning circles. So right. if you do want to fight harder enemies, if you do want to level up, if you want to grind, if you want to get some more items, I thought that was a really smart addition to kind of hedge your bets both ways. And I, I really appreciate that as somebody who likes to grind. Um, I, I, I guess, haven't really indulged in them much. But go ahead, man. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that probably explains a lot about why I like that game so much while you didn't, because I prefer to grind as little as possible and have a challenging experience when I play an RPG. In all honesty, the thing that bothered me the least was the non-grinding in Lost Odyssey. <laughs> well, crap. <laughs> Alright, all right, well, okay, then let's steer away from Lost Odyssey, boys. Yep. No, keep talking about start that. talking about the last story again, alright? It's all cyclical. We're, we're talking about Miss Walker and RPGs as a whole. It's got to be part of it. And there's Lost Odyssey right there at the Nadir for one of you and at the Zenith for another. But let's, um, one question about those magic summoning circles, guys. Uh, does this game actually get hard ever? Because it has uh, yes, been... Yes, it will. Yes, okay. it will. Trust me, All right. will. Oh, okay, um, I, I'm, again, I'm super early, but it has been a cakewalk so far. No, it's it's kind of like that. Like, uh, you're right that uh, in regards to the levels, uh, it, let, let me point out, because I haven't answered this, I've played this before. Um, and I'm playing on a new game plus, so my character is around level 80. Uh, the All scripted right, that's, battles, that's more than 11. Uh, yep, uh, <laughs> the scripted battles uh, do have them at like, level 9, so I just, uh, I hear Dagrin say like, we gotta go around and strategize. I just run in and just kill them all and just move on. And he's like, good job there, we did a great job. I can't imagine what you're doing with level 8, because the first summoning circle I put my people up to like 18. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so, yeah, that, that, that's how I work. It's very satisfying. Um, and I'm surprised, like, have you guys used wall, like the wall climb yet? Or has that not been uh, introduced just yet? That's not even yet. Not I, yet? I, I haven't seen it yet. I literally just walk through the uh, middle of everything and swing at things. Okay, you're going <laughs> to love the, um, this uh, skill that comes up later where you get to run up walls and jump at the, and attack. Now, yeah, cool. I don't know. I mean, this is just the difference between me and you, Josh, I guess. But I, I think that would you know, kill some of the fun if I just brute forced every single yeah. encounter when they have this cover system and and a lot of interesting things going on. So I'm I'm gonna try to keep the grind to a minimum, but if I get challenged I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sweat it. I'll I, I have no compunctions against leveling up ten times to get through a story point. So but I, I haven't had to yet, it's been super easy. I'm I do have to admit, and I'm I'm excited by this idea of the uh the wall run. A lot of times when I, I feel like they just games in general, they add these like side ideas, side concepts for strategy and whatnot. I feel like they're half-baked and they, they, they aren't actually worthwhile. As soon as they added the concept of Slash though, that was huge. That was yeah awesome. And I, I, I started doing that immediately. And even the idea of like the channeling with basically becoming a tank, yep. I, those are so well thought out that even though I could just be walking through encounters and just being a jerk and swinging everything, I'm still using those because they're so much fun. Alright, no, um, I have a question. Um, have they introduced slashing magic circles yet? Yes. Yes. I, uh, in the, like, one and a half dungeons ago they did. And that also oh. seems cool, because you can, you can blow up your own magic circles for positive effects and 
blow up enemy magic circles to get rid of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, and it's crazy because, like, uh, I remember, like, there was just, like, say, like, uh, you need to, like, uh, attack someone with, like, an ice elemental, and uh, someone, uh, Lowell, just uh, puts it right on one spot. I believe if you, like, destroy that, you're able to do something called, like, slip off or slip something, and you're able to attack people with the ice attack without having that circle there. Yep. Yeah, but I you didn't can, catch you that. Can you can walk through it, and you'll get ice on your sword like it's Ice Saber and Secret of Mana or something. And can but it also stack where you can have, like, a healing circle right on top of, like, the ice one and attack while being healed? You yeah. can. Yes. Okay. That sounds dope. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, it's really great. Like, I'm telling you, Mike, when you get into later missions, you're going to love it even more. So and, uh, similarly, you can blow up multiple magic circles if they're close enough can. to each other. Yeah, which is interesting, too. Um, so on just a small now complaint thing, I guess. Um, I wish they, I, I love how everything just kind of flows and it's it's moving along with the fighting and whatnot. I do slightly wish because there is a complex system with like the magic circles and whatnot that there was almost like a Dragon Age Origins where you could pause the gameplay and then plan everybody's right. actions out. So then you could there you switch over into more of that strategy action. Yeah, they, they let you do that right at the beginning of a lot of fights. Right, but and, they and don't do it during, help. do yeah, they? That, um, I don't think you can. I, I mean, you, you can you can pause using the same uh, ability that lets you blow right. up magic cir circles by holding down A. Yep. But uh, I don't think you can really use that to plan in advance. You can use that to sort of scope out the area, but not do anything right. other than other than. I don't blast think the magic slash can't uh, slash command could do that. I know if you press up on the uh, the D pad or whatever brings up the decisions to use skills, yep. that's when it'll freeze. Okay. But the slash one, if a guy runs at you while you're trying to slash, that's a real time happening. But I think it might have been slowed down. Um, I don't know if it's lag or if that was intentional, <laughs> but they're definitely moving. And if, if they wanted to surround you or attack oh. you while you're doing that, they'll get you. Yeah, I've, but I've only you, ha I've only had to do that a couple times, but it, I, it's been quick enough that I don't I, I don't really remember being. You're fortunate, Mike. You're it. fortunate. You won't be, but for now you're fortunate. <laughs> if you push and hold it when it, when it activates, it'll freeze time and you can look around, but you can't just do that on uh like on call. Okay, that's right, what yeah, I, that's yeah, what yeah, I thought. Um, yeah, but I, I, overall, I've, I've really, really enjoyed it. Um, oh, so let's talk about the death thing, because that's pretty weird. So what, uh, what is it? Everybody can die five times? In a battle, yeah. which I when dislike. Five, five lives, like, a little more than half a cat. And, <laughs> um, it... I mean, it it seemed a little meaningless to me so far because I, I think I've every time I've died, it's been by it's been because I overlooked something. Yeah. But it, it's I'm I, again I'm super early in the game and nothing has been difficult yet. Has anybody so, wiped? I have not. I cannot be wiped. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. you don't count. <laughs> um, because that's the, the thing. Staying away from that statement, Marcos. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Keeping it clean. <laughs> Except for Marcos, who can't be wiped. Yeah, apparently. Glad it's on Skype. You're not sitting next to me right now. <laughs> um, I'd be getting punched. <laughs> I, I guess if I, I find a lot of times there's such a tension with life bars that, like, when you get lower, you see anything flashing. You just there's this tension that typically builds up, yeah. and because you essentially give freebies, it. it I have not found it, and I granted, we're at the very beginning, it's, it's very easy. I do not find it stressful. 
I more find it a nuisance and annoying that, oh, I, my guy happened to fall down, or I have to walk over here and resurrect this person. For me, it's the kind of thing where, like, when your stock starts running low, it's like, uh, okay, it's time to turn it on. Like, it's time to stop making mistakes and do this right. Like, kind of get into gear. <laughs> it's really funny. When I first saw the uh, stock system, I kind of reminded me of Kingdom Hearts uh, bosses. I was like, hey, I'm kind of like them now. Yeah. I have stock. Except for the Kingdom here, ah, uh, Kingdom Hearts boss doesn't just lay over for ten seconds and then stand back up. <laughs> that that in all honesty, I'd have less of an issue with the, a, the health system if you didn't just like kind of roll over occasionally. That's another years of war thing. Uh, the down but not out. Like this game has a lot of Western AAA influence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the cover stuff just. And it also it almost felt like uh, the first couple large boss encounters felt like something in a uh, in a in a more single player action RPG like like East or Zelda because they you would be getting some hits in you'd do the trick then they'd be in a stun a stun state for you to just wail on them and then they'd yeah. get up again so yeah. it's like it, it goes back to that thing of having the encounters feel crafted so that mm -hmm. there's a sort of a if not a gimmick there's a different approaches that you can take. But also, it's it's definitely not a game where you just watch bigger numbers happen in front of a, an enemy as you do different attacks. It's like like positions super important, and there's these gimmicks that can be pretty fun. I I don't want to just say the same thing over and over again. So but I think yeah, I think it's sort of neat. A, a quick aside, um, we keep talking about Gears of War, and I think at its core, one of the great things about Gears of War is in the, the first game. Sauce. Well, yes, obviously. I mean, right. chain shot saws should be on everything. It should be on your car. It should be on your dog. It should uh, be on the giant laser that comes down from the sky. It's a chainsaw laser. Absolutely. Preferably on uh, dolphins as well. Sure. Um, yeah. But I, I think what really revolutionized and made Gears of War great was, first of all, the 2v2 uh, co-op in the first game, four-player co-op later on, and then the multiplayer. Um, I can't help but think how amazing this game would be for if like all four of us were playing through the campaign as different characters. Oh shit! If See, I saw a multiplayer option on the main page or like the main menu. I never used that option because I had no idea what it did. And that's yeah. my next question: is does anybody know what that actually does? I think it's an arena <laughs> mode. Oh, well, that's not as even arena. That would be a lot interesting. Like like, like a horde mode. Maybe we should try to set that up before the month is over. Maybe we should just Google search it right now. No, I don't think we can do it because it was on the old Wii game uh, system. Oh, right. Oh. They had, yeah, they, they, they shut down all the Wii servers. You can't even yes, play... Uh, 2014 is, I believe, when that stopped. Yeah, you can't even play uh, Wii Mario Kart anymore. Thanks, Nintendo, for being oh, awful once again. Yeah, that, like, killed Thanks, me. Yeah, they, also, they, also yeah. they also shut down the DS's <laughs> online stuff, so if you if you buy Dragon Quest Nine now, you can't get all of the DLC, which is a bummer. Yeah. So, not anyway, <laughs> Nintendo not not the best at online. Unfortunately. I hope they do another last story and like put that in, but have like you play with other people. They're not gonna do one. It's already called the last story. There's not gonna you know, be that. Final we, Fantasy. Well, there you go. We actually had a comment about that from uh, Marshmallow and uh, he or she. Really need to find out that. Uh, I apologize if I unintentionally plagiarized you, Marshmallow. But, they, yeah. Uh, Marshmallow stated, uh, I love the last story with the single exception of I hated playing it on the Wii. I'd probably rebuy it if it ever came. Or if it ever got a new 3DS re-release for some reason. Um, which, first of all, I, I, that'd be awesome, but it's probably never going to happen. Yeah. Um, but 
in all honesty, how much of it being on the Wii hurts its experience for you? Um, um, I mean, considering the next game Mr. Walker made was a cell phone game, I am pretty happy it's on the Wii. Because <laughs> you're saying it could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> we no, could have had to import a Japanese cell phone to be able to do the podcast. They do, they do a lot with the Wii. Not as much as, say, Xenoblade, but... I mean, the town's pretty big. There's a lot of NPCs moving at once. Uh, it's surprising in some ways, but it looks like uh, like Dorito people, kind of. Yeah, I actually overall think it... It's too bad because the visual aesthetic, I think, is awesome. Yeah, and the animations are decent. But the Wii makes it look kind of terrible. Uh, I always go when I try to insult it. It looks like a Sega, Sega Saturn game. That's okay. That's a little harsh, but um, <laughs> no, it's very I, I charming that... though. It is yeah. super charming. The the aesthetics, the art direction of it is some of the best I've seen actually recently. I kind of yeah, like the... it when they're talking and they don't move their lips. Yeah. Oh, do any of you guys kind of feel like this setting reminds you of Evil or Evilus? Evilus? Yes. That's yeah, probably the, one of the reasons I like it. Yeah, yeah. The, the color palette is sort of washed out. They use they use a lot of browns and grays, but not oppressively so. They uh, it reminds me of Vagrant Story of the, yes. the main setting of that, and all and also how angular the characters look. It's like, it yeah. looks like a prettier, yep. like a slightly prettier. It, it story. looks just like Vagrant Story. <laughs> well, wait until you start collecting the the, the color dyes and uh, the different armors. Uh, then the oh. the clothes get really different, and you can remove it. While still having the uh, the defense and just customize uh, your parents. I'm super pissed though because I missed the naked die. I think I already. It was in chapter seven. Whenever you're talking to Lisa outside. Yeah. I actually got the invisible die, but I haven't put it on yet because like <laughs> how how weird and voyeuristic does it get with like Siren? Or Siren? Oh, I don't know. Sylvanas. That's that's how I read her name. Sure. Wow. <laughs> wow. Welcome to this the retro <laughs> encounter heroes nice. of the storm episode or the uh, Warcraft play, three episode. It's it's, with it's zeal over here. It's the Hearthstone episode. Oh, it's the Hearthstone episode. My <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I I'm not sure. I, it's not that I would have used it. I'm mad that I've missed the chance to have it. Fair enough. Yeah. No. I know how you feel. Like there was like one thing, uh, one weapon I missed, or one one item I missed in a dungeon, and you can't go back. That's it. Move forward, start a new game plus, and it killed me. It's like, why would you do that to me? Um, yeah, and I, I'm uh, I'm purposely not looking at anything. It was, I'm only looking at stuff after I've gotten done with the chapters. So like, yeah. when I was getting some of these notes. I went through some of the plot summaries really quick. And I was like, oh, that would have been that would have been really nice to know. I would have I would have enjoyed that die. If nothing else, for just like a funny, I'll take a picture, put it up on Twitter, like, oh, look at that. <laughs> I did get the invisible die, and I haven't been looking at guides. I just, I just tried to explore the town uh, sort of thoroughly as soon as I had access to it. But I'm, I have a question for Davy and Marcos. I guess is this the only town in the game? Yes. Yeah. Really? And okay, and you, and you, and I, I guess you'll be because the game sort of uses more of a mission structure than like a world map structure. It, you, you'll basically just go out, do missions, do stuff, then you're back in town, right? Well, I don't want to say um, they're missions because uh, the game's a little bit more fluid than that. I would honestly just call them go, chapters. Sometimes um, you go out for a long time and it takes you a while. Like, 
at the end of uh, chapter 12, when you're in the Garak kayak, like it has merchants <laughs> and uh, I almost said a place to save. Yeah, a place to save. So it's got like all the stuff you would need from town. You can upgrade your gear and whatnot, but uh, you're not in the city, like because plot reasons. But I mean, this is a city that you'll be seeing a lot of over the course of the game. Yeah, that, yeah. Now, That's oh, too that, bad. No, well, I don't know. That could go two different ways. I mean, it can go to like depending on how much you like or dislike the city. It could be you could either say this is a really intimate setting with personality, and I really like I really like the vibe of it, and it's a it's a cool place I like exploring. Or you could say, man, this is the only damn city in the game. Please give me another city. It for and, me, and, and, in which it's like you know, like Tales of Legendia or Dragon Age Two. Where it's like, God, get me the hell out of Kirkwall, please. So for me, more so, which this wouldn't have helped to, thus far they've made everything they've designed interesting. Whereas like Dragon Age 2 just like copy-pasted everything over and over again. <laughs> you had to do every single stupid corridor in that yeah. game four times. I'm, I'm uh... finding this world so interesting, I just want to be able to see more of it. So that'd be my only disappointment of it because I've I've really really enjoyed the setting thus far. So I would want to see other towns, other cultures, see like travel to and from to get a better idea of the landscape. Yeah, this, that, that's where I'm gotta, coming from for it. Yeah, and I gotta make sure there's one optional chapter that I don't want any of you to miss. Um, it's like I already said it. It's the haunted mansion chapter. It's an optional one. Right. Yeah. But, you you mentioned it on the show notes before we started recording. Yeah. You like it's. It's great, like, just the way it's set up on uh, how they treat the cast and uh, just the goofiness that happens in there. And if you miss out on that, you miss it, You miss out on the flavor of the game. Is there so, a... Is it, sorry to interrupt, man, but is there a point of no return, like, uh, plot point that I absolutely should not do until I've done the Haunted Mansion? No, I think I stopped uh, this episode, um, like, the chapters up to uh, where you... We'll eventually get into that area. I'll I'll let everyone know about that so we don't miss out. All right, on yeah, the just, just send me a message because I, I I would like to not miss any missable content. Missable content is one of my pet peeves in RPGs like these. Oh, so um, yeah. Please tell me that. <laughs> so in the same vein, the the combat kind of feels like it has a lot of nods to Gears of War. I kind of feel like the city is kind of trying to ape Assassin's Creed. Hmm. But like it. Just because the same of, kind of vibe. Because of a person hiding in a cart, and nobody really want to find them because they're there. That, that <laughs> is time. that. That's a great callback, actually. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I mean, wow. I, I get what you mean. Like, there's like the stucco floors, and it's a living, breathing city with a lot of NPCs and crowds that you navigate through, sort of. And you do get chased by guards at one point. Oh, that is the worst part of the whole game thus far. Really? I it, it just I, I just did it in two minutes. It was no big deal. Exactly. I kept one. When, when I well, got there, I, I was like hate this and then it was over lisa kept it, getting yeah. grabbed it, they, they grabbed me or lisa i don't know two or three times and then i shook them and it was no big deal are you, you, just, you just gotta go fast it's so, all. so are you guys playing with the wiimote or the classic pro controller wiimote classic controller classic controller okay so i think on the wiimote quickly shake because i think you had to shake it really quick Yep. Oh, okay. So you had to. Oh, god! They did the donkey well, country thing. You didn't have to shake thing. it. You uh, had to um uh, move the uh, jerk control it? stick. Yeah. Well, no. it's the same motion, but no. <laughs> no, you had to. You can shake it side to side, or you can jerk it up and down. That's very different motions. I was gonna say you just move the uh, the actual control stick, but okay. <laughs> All right. So I, I'm on the. I I have the classic like NES controller. Okay. 
Um, and the sticks, the stick, it's not made for using the sticks. It is made for like D-pad playing classic Mario. And so it just felt terrible just moving it back and forth really quickly. Just there's sloppy sticks. Um, I actually really like the Wii Classic controller. It's a slightly more complicated SNES controller, which is a-okay, but in my book. Right, and that's what it's perfect for, is being that type of controller. I think when you start using the analog sticks, that's where I think where it's, I'd rather have a pro controller. Um, hoping that it's actually better, which it probably isn't. But I'm still I mad that I couldn't use my classic controller for Donkey Kong Country Returns. That made me really angry that to roll, you had to shake the, the Wiimote. Ugh. I don't uh, think there's a way to move the camera up and down if you're just on the Wiimote. Really? I'm um, pretty sure. That might be true. I'm not really sure. I really didn't think about it when playing. Uh, I know. Yeah, I don't think so. You can move it up and down when you lock on. And are you're doing yeah. that you're in scan mode or whatever, detective mode or whatever it's called. But like in the you can hold Z and move the nunchuck. Right. What is everybody's it, thoughts on those scan modes? Uh I, I sort of wish they didn't have them. It's it, like, um, is, it, is it that hard to just have a little icon pop up and walk to it? It's, it, I, the, I, I don't think it adds anything to the game. Like I said in my notes, there's one part at the very end of what we played here when you fight a boss where it really pays off and you because you get dropped into all those segments and like you get to watch the boss break down a wall and like come in and attack you. And it's really epic and exciting. But yeah. well, he he doesn't attack you first, mind you. But I mean, right. that's using first-person perspective in a cool way. Is it actually make the search and find for the reticule to turn red thing? Does it make that meaningfully good? No. Right, See, that was just an excuse no to point at stuff. And that's the problem with it is what, what you do after you find stuff can be cool. So, like, I'm zooming in on this picture, I'm zooming in on this person. For the boss, I'm, I'm panning over to that. We're, we keep talking about Gears of War. That's pressing the Y button, and you focus on that. And it's an optional thing. You can get that extra... I think it's Y. I hope it is. You can get that extra story element, or you can choose not to do it. And he, here, it's one of those... They're adding this extra arbitrary step that is more tedious and annoying than it is worthwhile. And I, yeah, it took me... Yeah, it's not really additive. It kept up in the bottom of the screen I was like why is that thing it took me like four chapters five chapters to be like oh I should probably use this oh I got an extra item that was that was helpful um so is, I, that's how you find those stupid birds to get the invisible thread there's a what see and I probably wasn't doing that either well you, you said earlier that you missed out on the invisible die I, I was too <laughs> concentrated on trying to touch Lisa <laughs> yes yes I see so great <laughs> So I <laughs> her reactions. Did you get that from my notes or No, like I, I played through it. I so This is the, the fireworks and stars scene, right? Yeah. So the, yeah, the, the whole scene was it was just completely screwed for me. I was playing on mute. So oh. it, like oh, so she sounded a nice pretty song then. She starts humming yeah. and I'm like, what is going on? Like She was obviously uh, summoning a meteor shower. It's when I was like is that do I smell toast? Am I having a seizure? Like, what, what stroke? Like, what 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 is going on? Like, why are they just standing, kind of like smiling at each other? Like, this is super awkward and creepy. Oh and then she's like, "That was a nice song." And I was like, "Did they just not animate her mouth? Like, what?" And she's like, "Too bad I didn't. Re I don't remember the words." She's like, "Oh, you were humming. Yeah, I, I dropped the ball on that one." Yeah. And so it goes right from that, and she awkwardly stands. And I was like, "All right, well, sure, okay." And then 
this whole game's been like, yo, Zale, you need to you need to get it in occasionally. And I'm like, all right, well, let's go for this. I already walked in on her when she was bathing. Let's let's yeah. try to touch her. Yeah, uh, this game's a little naughty. <laughs> sort of sort of hilarious. Yeah, like have you gotten the cutscene where uh, at the where Sarin was talking about the arena? Um, no. you didn't. It was literally just one big coxies, and like Zale's like, I don't feel comfortable you talking about oh, this. Oh, yes, I did see that. Yeah, like it sounds like she's describing a whorehouse or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a dirty game. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but so I go to touch her. She like, uh, what are you doing? Uh, it's super awkward. It gives me the option again. I was like, I'm gonna touch her again. <laughs> How many times did you try to touch her? Five. But you know what? The narrator narrating it was great. And every time yeah. he fell in the water, I was like, dude, come on. You got to learn after the first or second time. Like, go lower. I don't know. Like, don't jump. Yeah, I mean, his hand was going right into her peripheral vision. So, like, he, he was he was telegraphing his move. He wasn't even a good much. stalker. He could have been so much creepier about that. Maybe he should ask Lowell for some pointers on how to properly stalk a pretty girl. Because I bet I bet Lowell knows how to do that. Lowell doesn't have to. Well, that's true. I mean, Lowell, Lowell and Siren are the best characters. Just period. Oh, I feel like everyone is the best character in this game. Yeah, I actually quickly trans. Oh, like when they, f they first introduced during that first fifteen minutes, like we were talking about how it was great. I thought everything was great except for I had no idea who anybody was. I'm like, oh, well, this is gonna be annoying. I'm not gonna care about any of these people. And <laughs> Immediately after you get back to the town, and you're in that bar, like the bar tavern. It's like these characters are fantastic. They're awesome. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that Yurik gets better because right now he's just kind of dour. Yeah. But he's yeah. great because he's the only one that like they they balance each other out so well. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I, I bet I think he eventually will have like an arc and something for me to like latch onto with him. But right now he's, he's just kind of a he's just kind of a downer. Well, that's but, why I stopped you there. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, again, I'm only at chapter 9, I think. But, so you're saying uh, you, you hope you get to kill him at some point? No. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm, 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 just, I'm just hoping that we get a little more out of him so I can, you know, uh, actually develop an opinion on him. But um, so far, I think the cast is pretty cool. Uh, I, uh, the option to play dress-up with armor and color is really fun. So I don't have to complain about people's outfits all the time, like yeah, in the Final great. Fantasy X cast. Yeah. Uh, but so far, the cast is really appealing, and I am very much looking to playing more of this this month, for sure. So yeah, worth noting, you do spend a lot of your time in this game in a bar. Good. Sure. Okay. You say that like it's, it's a problem. It, no, it's great. It's like the Catherine of action RPGs. Ooh, I have a good oh, idea. careful. Yeah, that's, that's... Calm down there. Um, <laughs> I want to do a... One of these nights, I think I play this, I'm going to try to match them drink for drink. Oh boy! Whoa. <laughs> Alcohol poisoning. You're aware that like before hour one, Siren shuts down the entire bar, yeah. and you have to go get more booze. And, and there's no booze in the city. <laughs> she has you to just, go to like another bar. You just <laughs> run into some girl, and you're like, "Hey, let's do this instead. Beer isn't important." Yeah, and you ran past right where you're supposed to get the beer, anyways. Why <laughs> couldn't you pick it up there? <laughs> hey, got some beer real quick. Apparently he can just carry in his pocket enough beer for the entire bar or siren or, or whatever. But like, just, no, he's not. He's unencumbered. He's not carrying a cart. The guy's like, here, just hand motion all the beer. All right. Wait, I just he didn't the get idea. the beer. Wait, do you get the beer? Yeah, you get the no. beer. The guy gives no. you the beer when. Oh. 
Yeah, yeah, he does. Oh, well, you, you at least talk. Oh, do you talk to the guy and then you see Lisa hiding in the cart and then you never get the beer? You never even make okay. it to where you're supposed to get the beer. That's I never thought. get the beer. I thought you talked. <laughs> I could have sworn you talked to the guy that get uh, this. I did this. Hey, like I'm not three denying it. I'm not denying. I did it. this last I'm night. <laughs> I did this a couple hours ago, but like again, I'm I just, not denying it's happening. I just love this real life scenario of adventurers like coming home back to town at the end of the night and being like, "Oh man, Zill, are you sober, man? Go get us a dirty 30. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Zale has zero game with girls, so to the point that the one time he brings one back, they don't care that he doesn't have the beer. Yeah. That's that's yeah, the more entertaining like, like, angle Lowell for me. Is so proud. He is just like, so proud. It's uh, it's it's a fun dynamic that the party has. Um, and with that, I like all the choices. I don't think the conversation actually means anything, but it's just the slight variations of what you can respond with certain things. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's fun. It adds just that little bit of, little bit of seasoning to it. A little yeah, bit of spice. Like the the option like to go peep on them uh, that adds like yeah. an extra like line of dialogue. Where it's like you're a pervert. <laughs> if you don't peep on them, you get to hear that you hear the sound of boob touching. What? What? what, what so, wait, yeah. wait, no, 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 stop. Pause. <laughs> I would like you oh, to make the noise of what that even is. <laughs> this is some like bathhouse manga nonsense. <laughs> it was it was kind of a bloop bloop. <laughs> Kind of like a um a, uh the slime from Dragon Quest. Yeah, it's it's, it's a Dragon oh, Quest puff puff. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Yep. <laughs> I wow. You know, this is almost gross to say out loud, but I think like boob touching is a is a running subplot in the Dragon Quest games. Yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. There is. Uh, I, I think. I think we can cut that out of the podcast. I Nothing think ever gets cut out of this podcast. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> women hearing boob sizes in the bathhouse is a Japanese cultural thing? Well, that's why it's in like 40% of every anime ever invented. That, and everyone just likes boobs a lot. Not sure. Everyone. Hopefully that's that true, and it's just not like a very, uh, like, man, like, yeah, like anime fan service thing. It's where fan they service. Just fully did it. It's like, yeah, this is a cultural Japan. These people are just perverts. Well, well, it's it happens in I, Persona Three and Persona Four, which I have played in the last four months. So yeah. I, that is cultural history right there. Huh? Yeah, if, if it's in Persona, then that is well, Japan. It, oh yeah, yeah, Persona is the most important <laughs> cultural artifact of our lifetimes. Uh, I, I won't deny that. Uh, I'm, I'm oh. pretty sure that there actually is demons that come out at midnight. You have to shoot yourself in the head. That, that's, that's why I don't buy a gun because I I'm nervous I'd actually do that. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's fanservice-y because it's not titillating like at all. Like there's oh, yeah, nothing. No, it's, it's they're, they're just oh, being cheeky. Uh, it's it, but uh, it's, it's just blue humor. I like that you use the word cheeky because we've had to listen to weird British Australian accents the whole time playing it. <laughs> <Right. too. laughs> oh, Wearing dandy clobber. No, well, I mean Lowell. I mean they even changed his name to a Welsh name. It's a Welsh accent. Oh yeah. But, uh, well, I'm not far off from British. Sorry, anybody that's from Britain. Well, no, no, no. It, well, it is British because <laughs> Wales is in Britain, but not England. But uh, whatever. Uh, I I don't mind the accents. I mean, I like the localization that they did for Dragon Quest Eight and Xenoblade and a bunch of stuff. So it hasn't bothered me a lot yet. It's but... no Mister Drippy though. Um, <laughs> the the first time I played Mr. this Drippy game, rules. I actually actually used an undub because I don't like dubs. But I didn't bother with that trouble when I was playing it for the show. I'm just going legit. And I don't hate it, like, at all. And that's, like, really rare for me with a dub. 
So, legitimately, I, I think on every uh, every podcast, every game we've done yet for uh, Retro Encounter, uh, there's been complaints with the voice acting, and I feel like this is the first game that we've played that I don't think it's a valid complaint. It's good. It's definitely better than FF10s. I don't even like dubs, and I like this, so... <laughs> That's the thing. Check yeah. it out. No, and I, I think... Wait, actually, never mind. There's one voice that is both confusing and odd, and Very that is the that is the narrator. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And Marcos, in in the notes, you're like, "Hey, do you remember this line when the narrator speaks?" And then Zale turns to the camera and's like, "Whose voice was that back there? It sounded so lonely." And you're like, "I'm pretty sure he's talking about the narrator." I thought no, the exact about... same thing. No, he's... <laughs> I'm glad that you thought that. Uh, I know you're talking about the out, uh, the uh, the voice uh, when you get that. Uh... The powers. Yeah. I, but... When I saw that, I thought you were telling a joke. It was it was clearly the the girl's voice when he got the channeling power. It, 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 it like blew my mind. Uh... I was like, this is the coolest game ever. We're a half hour <laughs> in. He's like, talking this is to like me. Earthbound. We're breaking the fourth wall. And like, are they are they in a game? Do they know they're in a game? Or is this is everyone in this game Deadpool? It's like, no, no, come on, guys. It was fantastic. And then I was like, oh, oh he's no, that's that's actually disappointing. That would have well, been stupendous. I kind of half wished uh, he looked at the camera after saying that and just winking. And oh, absolutely. Don't worry, I winked to him. It it, <laughs> it was it was there. I brushed my hand against the screen. Um. Hey, yeah, you guys. crazy. How do you guys feel about shipping Zale and Dagrin? Because <laughs> I got this really uh, strongly... Huh. Like, I grew up around a lot of, like, yaoi fangirl culture. Sure. And, like, very close to my consciousness at all I times. Used to, I used well, to post on a DMC forum, so I, I understand. Well, gotcha. my question is, how big is Dagrin's hand? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm drawing the line. Uh, <laughs> nope. But <laughs> how big are its Alright, I guess I closed the book on Does the, he have the nope. hands? Nope. <laughs> nice thumbs. Nope. nope, we're I done. I ship Lowell with everyone. Like tiny heads, <laughs> big heads. But for real, did you guys get some vibes during well, the nights? It's it's super weird. I, I there's there's that whole overprotectiveness of like I was like I was worried about you, are you okay? And it's like there's like seven other people. You should be worried about somebody else too. Um, but then at the same point, they've been together since they were little lads. Um, you know, I mean, lads, yes. they, they, they the think they're talking about doing with FF15 with the, the uh, male intimacy. Yeah, there's a bro force right there. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, it is kind of weird because there's the rest of the group and whatnot, but it's it's. They're obviously been together for a very long time. Yeah. I think it's. I think they overdo it with kind of like trying to force that you understand that it's there, and there it definitely leads to some awkwardness. But at the same point, I get it. They were like what eight, ten, since they started sure. hanging out. I mean, that's. I guess I just think I think that's the fan servicey part of this game. Like they really drive home that intimacy between them, and it's like really easy to be like, I just want them to kiss so bad. Because <laughs> I did. I, I'm into it. Except sure. Zale has a weird mouth. I would agree so, with you if they weren't so obviously shipping, uh, like Calista. getting the the viewers to get Callista and Zale yeah. together. But it's like well, that's but, uh, the old... if the, if there if it wasn't for her, I would totally yeah. be on board. That's <laughs> the old uh, Yaoi fangirl thing, like from the '90s, is you hate the heroine because she ruins the shipping. 
right? Uh, Lisa's pretty cool. And I'm not calling her oh, yeah, Calista. She's, she, she's just going to be Lisa to me. I thought I thought their meet-cute was a little too cute. It's like, I don't know, it's like Aladdin meeting Jasmine in the market. She doesn't know how to buy things. She gets yeah, chased by guards. Right. It's like, come on. It's but, Why are you in love with her after two minutes of stupid crap? Because it's the first girl that actually showed attention to him that wasn't an alcoholic. That's true. This is the only sober woman I've ever yeah. met. <laughs> um, I more, much more odd to me than her you know, not the knowing how. in his hair, right? Well, yeah, I'm not. I think that's just weird. We artifacting. That's what I'm gonna blame it on. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, how do they not know who she is? Like, well, she never leaves the shunning. castle, so yeah, even if they're even if they're aware that of who Callista is, they might not know what she looks like at all because she never gets out and sees the public. Because Celine's yeah. seen all of her. Yeah, and also Yale, uh, Zale is super dense. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, he's that trope. Dense is the word we're gonna use. <laughs> Oblivious. What Socially awkward. Do you prefer? Sure. Awkward as a whole. The meaning of awkward, but the sword he carries is strong, and oh. I think that's what everybody enjoys about him, both Dagrid and Lisa. Oh, so uh, I know Mike brought up the boss battles being somewhat Zelda-like, which I agree with, but that's especially relevant since the boss, like at this point in the game, was Ganondorf. Oh, oh! Do you do you, you have, mean, to, uh, do you have to play? Do you have to play pong with him for a minute before you can get <laughs> no. him into the stun state? I mean, I mean, he has the body of Ganondorf. <laughs> oh, you mean uh, Zangarak or whatever his name? Yes, Zangarak. Okay, I, I don't think that's Zang. I don't. Yeah, know. Oh, I, I can see that because he has his uh, henchman that's blue and red, kind of like the uh, twin Rova sisters or whatever. He right. Looks just like Ganondorf. And this, we're talking about Ganondorf with a red beard and not Ganon the Demon Pig. Correct. Demon Pig. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see that, but uh, we've also talked about this many times on the podcast. I've never gotten to the end of a Zelda game, so that might be why, too. But oh, I did not. I forgot. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you just have difficulty finishing games in general. No, it's just more I have difficulty finishing games that aren't good. I thought you liked Final Fantasy X. Have you ever beaten it? I like it enough, but not enough to care about finishing it. <laughs> right. I'm so sorry. I was, I was just, I was just uh, giving you the business. But what? Whatever. Um. So, all right. Looking forward to future Ganondorf. Um. They actually. So you type in Zangarok's name, and like the third thing on Twitter, like you might also like they did searches or whatever. Ganondorf pops up right away. <laughs> I told you, dog. Um, so really the grass are kind of weird, though. He like, really does look like Ganondorf. If Ganondorf had a cat face. Cat so, face. <laughs> so, cat Ganon, yep. I, where did the Garret come cat from Dorf. again? That, um, that kind of just happened out of nowhere. There's, like, ninja they'll explain cats. More, they'll, they'll explain more about the Garak and their situation and their, oh. why they did what they did. So it's more of them just... Back ending back You know how the game started where they just throw you yeah. in? Yep. It's kind of like yep. uh, how the Zarak are thrown in. Like, whoa, the, Z- the Zarak, the Garak. It's like, who the hell is the Garak? The Garak, the master kayakers. <laughs> <laughs> they must be. They have many ships. They do come in ship. That's, that's oh, true. 
a whole kayak of Grack are attacking. So should wow. we assume then that Zangrak Zanny is Zanny. going to be the Zan main the man, the main yeah. villain of the game? Um, if nothing else, he's like a mid boss type guy. I mean, based on his hair alone, I would say he's a red herring. Boom. <sighs> Jokes all day. I'm just I'm just gonna walk away. I'm, it's not gonna get any better than that. I don't know. I thought he was up to the task, but it seems like he's a little rusty. Yeah, well, take a look at his armor, like his artwork. He looks like a final boss. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks, looks like, like Ganondorf, who is a very <laughs> well-known final boss. Already a final boss. Yeah, he, he definitely Sorry, has a presence. Josh, to him. Ganondorf is the final boss a lot of the time. Oh, I know. <laughs> we all know that Zelda's only made one game and just repeated it repeated since then. So, but yeah, that yeah. Uh, Ah, sure. I dropped like everything in my notes when I got there. Just like, oh shit, it's Ganondorf. <laughs> oh yeah, I see that. And then you get a man <laughs> flipping from you have to lose Ganondorf. You should probably publish these notes on the forums so people have I was an about iota it. of an idea of what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I'm magic. I'm magic. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Because you get beat up. <laughs> you get beat up. Oh, okay. Like, what are you going to do? And he's like, oh, yeah, magic, and everything's okay. You, you don't even get beat up. You get humiliated. Yeah. No, you get beat up pretty bad. I got I got killed, like, three or four times. Uh, well, it's okay, because you only, you only die after five times. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, it's another scripted fight. I was uh, very sad, and I saw, like, I'm going to go in this uh, fight was level 80. I'm going to kill this guy. He totally kills my character. <laughs> like, okay, you didn't okay, go magic. You can beat him up after you go magic. Yeah, but it still stops. It's just like, okay, I felt like I really had a chance against this guy. Gotta like, turn oh. it on, and you say, Yo, Ganondorf, come get some of this glowing. You really should have probably leveled up your character more. You shouldn't have come to the fight <laughs> underleveled. I was underprepared. I yeah. Was like, final armor, weapon? Nope, still not enough. What am I thinking? So, speaking of kind of bosses, I guess, how disappointing was it their friend that used to be a mercenary that I can't think of his name right now? You don't, villain. you don't really get to just beat on him. No, he sort of yeah. just runs away and... Uh, no, no, what's her name? Uh, Mariana. Yeah, Mar yeah, Marania hits him on the head, head with a frying pan. Yeah. Some Scooby-Doo stuff yeah. over here. Super <laughs> Mario RPG style. But as soon yep. as he dropped me down those... Cheesy trap doors. I yeah, he just stomps on the floor. Crap out of him. <laughs> this cartoon trap door just opens underneath your party. Because that's a thing, <laughs> right? It's like the worst placed button for a floor door. Yeah, I didn't know. That was a good one. Like, that has to all the time casually, like, I'm having a conversation with you. We're cool. Oops, sorry. I, I like See if it. you make it back like, up here. His swords were confusing because he had, like, Three katana, one of them yeah. not in the sheath. It was like a weird katana candelabra on his waist. It was, ah, uh, whatever. That, that guy's guy was decked out. He deserved a beating. So also, yeah. he has a very punchable face. Yeah. Everyone was in a party with him before and didn't realize that he's just like a crazy evil villain man. Like he's trying to scarecrow the town or something. Yeah. And he stole a kid's, a little kid's drugs. That's like exactly the plot of the Archer Rampage miniseries. <laughs> right, um... Rampage! Uh, no, uh, um, Terms of Enrampagement. Yes! <laughs> yes. yes. Nailed it. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna watch those again. Too. Oh, those are fantastic. 
It's like so one a.m. Go on a rampage to, to get this. some cancer drugs back from the mob. Did it end up being the Irish mob? It's the Irish mob. Yep. Okay. I didn't want to be racist. It's not racist if it's on Archer. That, that's he, what no, I'm he's, saying. He's just reporting what happened on the show. It's, yeah. I wanted to report accurately. <laughs> you didn't say anything terrible about the Irish people. You just said. No, we'll leave that to Mallory. So yeah, the last story. <laughs> <laughs> Would this oh. game be better or worse with Sterling Archer instead of Zale? The answer is oh, always yes. <laughs> Who Could can you out imagine that game? <laughs> what would happen in a drinking game between Archer and Cyrus? Right in. Be... No, they don't replace. <laughs> they Zale they wouldn't be able to finish the game because they'd both leave to the hotel room. <laughs> and it would somehow end up with Lowell and Archer having tattoos of each yeah. other's name on their chests. Absolutely. Get on it. Some ping pong paddles. Uh, I, I think we just wrote the last story too, guys. No, if the, if an Archer game is going to happen, I want it to be a Telltale game. <laughs> oh, oh man! Oh, I would play I would that get... in a half second. That that would be that's the way you do it. I don't. I really think the last archer would be better. The last archer. <laughs> so instead of you're like, I hear a noise. Is it a cart? Oh, it's Sterling Archer. Oh, okay. Hey. <laughs> and his, his the only the only dyes on his armor are black and slightly darker black. Yep, yeah. absolutely. I actually put Zale in the freaking the tactile neck. <laughs> which I think is even called the stealth shirt. Well, everybody knows that all turtlenecks are stealth shirts. <laughs> right, That's. I was very pleased that they acknowledged that in-game. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh. Okay, so the last story. Uh, right. How's everyone feeling so far? Are you excited for the rest of the month? Yeah, I'm, I I uh, I enjoyed the five or six hours I played. I will continue playing it. I um, it has its plot hooks in me. I think the the battle system has potential. I hope that I don't get bored running around uh, Lazuli Town or whatever it's called. But, but well, uh, Lazuli Island, uh, whatever the, the castle town, whatever. But I'm I'm enjoying it so far, and I and this is not going to be a chore playing the rest of it. I think. No, not at all. Plus, this game goes really fast. Like, yeah, it's only like 25 hours to beat, I think. Only 25 hours. Only an entire freaking day. But I mean, with the stuff RPG, you've been doing. I, I know, I know, it, I know. We're and also, RPG, we're RPG players, so 25 hours seems brisk. I put 90 hours almost into Tactics last month, so this is like a walk in the park for me. <laughs> I threw a good 40 or 45 into Final Fantasy X in July. I'm mid June. Yeah. Yeah, so this is this is a, a much shorter bite size, but I think also by making it more bite sized, we're giving a lot more concise story and characters. Yeah, and it all goes back to that those scripted encounters and everything. Like, they want every event to be scripted, and then as a result, you don't get as much content because they're not reusing stuff. Like, they're not padding the game with just dropping encounters all the time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe the game that most famously has uh, scripted encounters is Chrono Trigger, and Chrono Trigger is only yeah. a twenty-hour game or so, but it's it's contemporaries on the net on the SNES that use uh, random encounters like your yeah. FF5s and FF6s are a good 10-15 hours longer than Chrono Trigger. No, that's a really good point. I never thought about it, but I never got frustrated going through like waves and waves of enemies in Chrono Trigger because I was always moving forward. I was never yeah. just 
random encounters. Like, Magus's yeah. castle, you fight so many mobs, but it doesn't feel like a chore. In fairness, though, and I think Blastory would have sounded this as well, but Chrono Trigger, part of its brilliance is its battle system. So, yeah. no matter what, you're, you're always enjoying the actual battle. And I'm not saying Last Story is as good as Chrono, as Chrono Trigger, but um, it, it, that was the whole scripted encounters and yeah. the feeling of forward momentum is definitely some, a Chrono Trigger vibe that I felt with this. Yeah, but even when you're grinding, I feel it's very rewarding because uh, when you gr grind for a certain uh, amount of rounds, uh, you eventually get a strong uh, enemy encounter, and usually they dish out some uh, better armor or items or some kind of... Uh, some kind of reward so like sure if you cool. grind but you're gonna get rewarded at some point That's nice if, I hit, they, uh, if i hit a snag where the game like if i hit a snag where the game starts feeling too hard i'll probably do that and get way too decked out that's that is something that might happen do you eventually get to kill the spirit spirit tiger um, i don't remember you know what i really don't remember i that whole chapter was that stupid ghost tiger. i feel like he laughed when he laughed he was laughing at me and i just want to bash his why were you Cat fighting face into me? You were oh, so this one thing I should one thing I should point out is like even though like I'm at like level eighty, uh, the bosses uh, or the big larger boss fights they're at my level as well. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, like uh, so, so, when so, I, so some enemies do scale to your level. Only the bosses, the like the actual like scripted fights or or I think the first round of a, a summon circle is um whatever the level is there however when you do like another summon circle then they match your level and then it becomes oh, cool. that's fantastic but still uh yeah so every that's round i was leveling up characters like five like summon circles and i leveled up like five times in a row like everyone was always leveling up i do like that it seems like every leveling up is satisfying it happens a lot yeah yeah almost to the point that it's like well Every time I punch somebody, I'm going to get a new level. Yeah. I mean, that's okay, right? It is, kind of. So they want well, more. I mean, it, it, it feels good to be consistently rewarded for time investment in this kind of yep. game. And, uh, exactly. And, I mean, we, we mentioned a short time ago that the movie that the game is only about 25 hours or so. So yep. even if you're constantly gaining levels, by the end of the game, you'll probably be around level 80 like Marco says. Right. Yep. Yeah, and like uh, like I said, like the the boss fights that well, I'm fighting like that was that weird belly monster at the bottom of the basement yeah. over at the high. He was at match at my level, so even though I was whacking on this guy, he just was not taking any damage. I had to actually do the slash command and follow <laughs> right. whatever triggers, uh, and then attack him. And even mm. then, it was slowly draining. I did want to talk a little bit about that last boss we fought in chapter eleven or something, mm -hmm. because I, 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 have, I don't think I've gotten there yet. Well, I'm going to spoil a little bit for you, Mike. All right, I'll, 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 I'll take off my headphones and you guys say something in the chat. All um, right, I'll type it into the chat, please. All right, cool. So just that when you uh, when you knock him down and you jump, you do like the ride and stab thing, that felt like really God of War to me. Like, it felt like a different game for a minute. Well, you got to attack the enemies on their belly for massive damage. I thought so. <laughs> it was just fun to climb up on them and do the, the stupid mash to attack thing. I don't know. I do like that. I'm not sure if you want to bring Mike back, but I, I enjoy that they're. I mean, you can force your way through a boss battle, but there's little things that you have to do to actually make it an easier fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, uh, when you get to the later, like I stopped you at like again chapter 12 for, for a reason, because later on in 13 up, 
there's some bosses where you don't want to do that. You want to strate- uh, strategize, or you can end up dying. <laughs> it, like, it's starting to get. It's going to get harder. I'll just say that. You uh, having to stop at the end of chapter twelve was like, ah, oh, there's an actual legitimate cliffhanger. Thanks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, like now you actually have an option to uh, go to two different routes, like uh, one for Morania and one for uh, Yurik, and. Each one has a boss that's very interesting. They, they're they're unique. You will not find another boss like that, at least not unless it's an obstacle or some secret boss later on. Um, but it's very, very uh, fun. But can also uh, kill you if you're not careful. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see, because even... So, uh, the boss fight before you get to your ex-mercenary friend... I almost did the whole fight without actually doing a slash attack. So I, oh. I actually like grinded that thing out, like rolled around and tanked him around, and so. Was that one fight then? What? Was that one fight? Oh yeah. I was gonna say like that's a very, very difficult fight then. It wasn't difficult. It just. I just rolled around, I'd roll into my circle and have ice, and I'd attack a little bit, and I'd roll away, and I'd drag him towards me, I'd drag him away. Because I couldn't figure out, so I, they kept saying, attack from the balcony. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can't reach him from the balcony, this is stupid. Yeah, um, what happened is, once you uh, snap to hiding, um, or cover rather, uh, you have the option to do a slash attack while he's near, yeah. like your yeah. area, and then you fl- literally fly over to this guy and hit him. Yeah, so I, I did the Which whole really fight, cool. and then I slashed once. He fell into his like his head into the doorway or whatever for some reason, and I touched him once and he died. So, um, <laughs> slashing out of cover kind of feels like the equivalent of throwing a grenade. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it feels good. I, I, no, I equate it to a shotgun blast. Oh, okay. Wait until you get to the the wall, uh, the wall run. Then you're gonna feel. Yeah, like, I know. You're gonna know what power is. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. I remember just spamming that in the final boss fight. Oh my god! Like I think you. Well, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. Yeah, because now I'm back. All hey, right, we're just we're just talking about slashing people. What, like good slash fiction, like your uh, like the like comparison Zale and David was, Yeah, it was David yeah. was making. Who done it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. We were equating it to basically either a shotgun blast or a uh, grenade in a normal kind of fighting game or a shooting game. What kind of fighting games are you playing with those shotgun yeah. blasts and grenades? <sighs> the best. Um, that, that that new stuff killing anyone. What was that Rolling Thunder? No, no, oh, no, Roaring no. Thunder. No, no, no. Brawl, you it, play Snake. No, it's something else. Thunder. Snake. It's Rising Thunder. It's Rising Thunder. Oh yeah. I want to get into that. That looks super neat. I really want to try it. Really good. Yeah. It's one of those things, there's such a pedigree with everybody that's making it, you know at the very least right. it will have an interesting perspective on everything. I mean, I, I, I mean, being the fanboy that I am, I'd probably want to play Street Fighter V more, but um, Rising Thunder looks really, really cool. GGPO? Was it new GGPO? Yeah. It's the two creators of GGPO, it's the Cannon yep. Brothers and Seth Killian. Yeah. So Hell it's, yeah. It's a crazy pedigree. And I like that... Wow, we're, we're way off last Talk about fighting back games now. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, I actually like the idea of simplifying combos onto buttons, like different moves yeah. and whatnot, having uh, cooldowns on it, and then I think it simplifies the process that I know a lot of people are like, oh, that that's making it to be a baby game. I actually think it adds an extra element of kind of strategy and tying things together. Well, 
actually, it, it, it just, it's a good it learning. Removes it removes execution, or at least yeah. high-level high execution from yeah. the equation, and keeps everything else that's great about fighting games, or at least tries to, and also has one or two unique gimmicks that are pretty interesting. And I think I, it, I, it, it's a game I totally want to try. I think it, it doesn't lower the top-level play, but I think it no. raises the bottom wrong that's, play. That's the hope, exactly. at least. That's yeah. the hope. So I... I just think it's a good play. learning tool. Like if you if you never been able to get good at fighting games, like learn how to play a really easy one, really good, and some of that's going to carry over. And it's totally understandable to not get into fighting games nowadays it's, because there's so much hard. crap. I, it, oh yeah. Like 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 if you were to go in there totally green, where you've played other fight um, other video games but never fighting games, and you try to get okay at Guilty Gear or Street Fighter, it will be incomprehensible at first. Yeah. Well, that's why I only play Third Strike, and that's it. Oh! Well, I mean, you want to talk about a game that has execution. <laughs> yeah, Third Strike's Should. the Pihach. <laughs> Not that bad. But uh, I mean, it's, it's very, it's very precise. I'm old, to... I'm old school dog. <laughs> I mean, all I really do is forward dash and mash, uh, mash short and forward with Chun-Li, and I still win all the time. Yeah, well, that's... Straight John, for sure. Yep. You don't even no, card well, throw. Card no, no. throw is one part. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, real talk. I'm a. I usually my favorite third strike characters are Yang and Dudley, but. Uh, oh. I respect that. Yeah, but I like all offense. Get you in the corner all the time. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Rufus main in Street Fighter Four, so. Oh. That'll, that'll also explain it. I'm a Sim main. Oh, I hate you then. <laughs> oh yeah, I love. Okay, let's just. Yep. When he was when he peaked around like Super Street Fighter Four before Arcade yep. Edition. It yep. was brutal. I love. Uh, I love that uh, mind game. That, uh, I get off. Away. Oh, my skin's getting clammy. Oh yeah, I'm gonna make you clammy. Whatever. I'm gonna just Whoa. pick E Honda and hold down back for 70 seconds. Tvi. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Are we, are we done recording? Because this is not even remotely the same conversation. No, yeah, let's roll it back. It uh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> we we can recover from this, I swear. Um, so Street, <laughs> the last story two, starring Chun Li and Archer. I'm actually gonna tie all of this back together. I don't. Um, <laughs> and talk about how magic. much you hate uh, that other game that wasn't Blue Dragon. Lost Odyssey. Lost Odyssey. Oh, no, so, well, I'm a Tie. So, Lost Odyssey, since you've mentioned it now, I have to bring it up. Lost Odyssey is one of those games, I feel like it'd be the equivalent of the Street Fighter from the conversation. You need to have your execution, you need to have a full understanding of, of, of the genre in a lot of ways to be able to excel. Yeah. Whereas, I almost would say uh, the last story is closer to Rise of Thunder, where there is mechanics that is actually, I think, in a lot of ways, would be a great first RPG. Yeah, that goes along with the the way it's pulling from all these Western AAA things, is it's like kind of trying to give you that streamlined get through the experience and enjoy it kind of thing. Right. I think it's first of all, if you're not used to Japanese games, it's not super Japanese. Right. Yeah, it, um, it, it feels like a Western fairy tale at times, even like yeah. because the way they move from event to event and have the even have the narrator frame yep. the story before you begin an action sequence or a dungeon. It it felt like I was reading. A, a fairy tale, and I don't, I don't mean that in a uh, condescending way at all. No, I, I, I completely. All I'm saying about this, I'm, I'm not. So it's not confused. 
I'm not being condescending towards the last story. Oh, What's no, no, up? I wasn't saying you were. Um, but you look at it, they're... The walk up and it automatically attacks for you. Mm-hmm. That that takes an element out of it. Like there's there's a lot of principles to this that it's it makes it very simple for you if you're not used to over uh, overhead maps. It points to occasionally the arrow point up and like you need to go this way. You're going the wrong way. Like there's a lot of little cues and hints that it yeah. has that it, it steps you through if you're actually struggling with it. And for most wants, for most of the combat, you don't even have to go into a menu. No. Yeah. It wants you to get through. It wants you to learn how to get through these scripted events. And it's going to raise the challenge level, but it's like so, it wants you to get there. I, I, so, so at some point, they're going to take the training wheels off and I'm going to fall off the bike over and over. <laughs> I, when, when the first time I played this game, I literally never did uh, a summoning circle encounter. Huh. Oh, that's interesting. I like the I like the low level games anyway. So. I did I did exactly one because I wanted to see what it was. And that, that yeah. Since the first one. And I just want to say this before we move away from it with it being a great show game. Um, I know a lot of times that turns off people. So if you are listening to the podcast and you haven't played the game, you're like, well, now I'm not going to. I don't think at any point it's condescending to a player that actually understands the genre. Because a lot of times yeah. you can have these games where it's like we're gonna have this huge intro. Not to make fun of this game, but you can look at Final Fantasy 13 and be like, there's 20 hours of a tutorial. Um, this, this at no point, like you can easily skip them, or and a lot of times it's like, you know what, this isn't even to the point that it's annoying because there's so much action, there's so much going on that it I, I breaks you through angry. it as well. No. I haven't been angry at any of these tutorials. It's like, oh, okay, this sounds like important information. Well, <laughs> plus, they're only a couple seconds. Like they give you that little video, and then you're done. They're they're really smartly done. They're both stylistically, just like the menu that pops up, it looks cool. So I, I actually usually stare at the art because it, it actually, the art in this game is spectacular. So to actually see the like more hand-drawn art, it's like, that looks awesome. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably actually see what they're trying to teach me. Um, but even when not like something pops up and it's like, by the name of this, I know what it is trying to tell me. I still click it and do the tutorial because I've actually found them enjoyable. So... Yeah, I, I haven't sk- I haven't skipped any until I've read the whole thing thoroughly because I think I, I I had the feeling every time there was a tutorial that this was information that I would need the whole game and it uh, it, it felt well paced and smartly done and that just goes back to how the first thirty minutes of the game are a bunch of really escalating uh, fights that really do a good job of explaining the basic mechanics. It holds your hand but doesn't make it obvious. And it, yeah, it's not obnoxious like in Skyward Sword or anything. No, um, I, mean, I, I really, I actually, I respect the game for that. Um, so I don't know. That that's it. Um, last story. Last story. There's not another one. <laughs> the laster story. Uh, well, the last. At least until yeah. they make the last archer. Oh yeah. <laughs> so ready. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up because it seems that we want to talk about everything but the last story now. So, <laughs> Yeah, we've gotten to that point. Um, yeah, we're going to do a second podcast that's nothing but fighting games and Archer and Japanese cultural body sensitivity. No, what we're going to do is we're going to do a fight of Davey and I arguing about Lost Odyssey. That will be the bonus content. <laughs> I thought, how about we do that and then we settle the grudge in Soul Calibur 4? You still want to lose to me, okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> and on that note... I think they can play fighting games. Does anybody have any kind of wrap-up thoughts? I think we've actually done a good job kind of summarizing it. But it, does anybody have anything else? 
Um, the only thing I like to just throw out there, I don't know if we mentioned it at all, is I really like that when you're walking around, the, the cast actually talks to each other. Yeah, they do a lot of walk and talk, yeah. Yeah, party banter. That's but they don't another, make you... Another Western RPG thing that is very yep. welcome here. They don't make you slow down. Like, uh, you look at Batman that just came out. Every time they want to talk to Batman, he stops, puts his hands to his ear, and he walks slower than anybody else in the world. Um, they, they, again, it's, it's all about pacing, so they have those little extra moments to make it more exciting. So any of those lulls is filled with something that's actually worthwhile. But they never slow you down to the point that you can't keep the experience going. So, no, that, that, that's actually a really, really good point. No, I, the last story, I think we're all really enjoying it because, like, not even as a qualitative thing, like, it's just a unique game. It's, it's so fun fresh. To totally unique experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's very different than any other game I've ever played. I, I, struggle, to th- I struggle to think of an RPG that's, that is an obvious comparison. Which is why we should also play Resonance of Fate. And Gears yeah. of War. If we do Gears of War, that's classic 360 RPG. You start with a hammer, and then you move up to the, the chain of the gun, and you, you, you work on other guns, and there's, there's, there's a party of characters, and there's hey, dialogue. I love six had a chainsaw. Remember 61050. Dabin is secretly Marcus Phoenix. He just has to take his bandana off. Yeah, That's what's hidden under there? So, I think, Davey, you had a plug that you wanted to do before we do the full rigmarole to end it. Yeah, so I have uh, an old Facebook group called Game Club that uh, wants to start doing retro encounter games. Back in the day, we used to do, we ran through, like, Alundra and a couple other games on there. And, and it's it just a... Like, a... like a let's play this game this month system similar to how Retro Encounter is, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's an open group. Um, I'll moderate it, but if anyone wants to join, just come in and talk about the last story or whatever game we play in the future. Um, feel free. Awesome. I'm going to invite everybody on right now, and they're hopefully they will all be in the group uh, by the end of the night. Uh, we'll see. We'll leave you for a chat. Um... But yeah, on that note, like like we've always mentioned at the end of every podcast, we really want to hear your thoughts. So uh, join Davy's group, um, keep talking on the boards. We've kind of started to lull a little bit, and I think that's for a lot of reasons. But we're trying to get it reinvigorated. Uh, send in your uh, emails to retro at rpgfan.com. Uh, again, we we'd love to get some emails. We'll absolutely read them on the podcast. We'll try to respond without talking about everything else in the world that involves media that's not a video game or the last story but we'll try no promises um at the, at the same time if you have any like ideas complaints uh, suggestions for this show write in we're still taking game suggestions every other month we do a fan requested game yeah yeah which uh we've already mentioned this but september will be a game from your guys's list that you guys have submitted so uh yeah keep keep up the dialogue and we'll We'll, we'll try to include you as much as we can. Um, and then, as always, review on iTunes or any other of your podcast listening venues. That's how it actually gets moved up, and it'll be seen by more people. At the end of the day, we just want to have as many people as possible enjoying all these great games. Yeah. So, well, that's going to do it for episode uh, 41 of Retro Encounter. Um, we look forward to talking to you guys some more soon as we progress through the last story. Bye. Bye. Adios.
Uh, ride this Garak kayak out of here. 